1: Log Talk Radio.
0: It's April 22nd, 2018. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living radio show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co host Jeff Brown. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of those members, always. Announcements, first announcement, we'd like to thank all the new members who are student workers at Harvard University for voting to join the UAW. Welcome to our great union. Announcement two, next Saturday is April 28th. That that day is when unions observe Workers Memorial Day to remember those who have suffered and died on the job and to renew the fight for safe jobs. Please remember that next Saturday, and if there's a rally in your area, please try and attend it. It's for all of us. This past week, announcement number three, the UPS proposed a 70-hour work week. There is a lot of pushback against this, so please do what you can to go ahead and support these workers as they push back. Number four, workers at the Lansing-based moving company, two men in a truck, have announced their drive to join the Teamsters as union brothers and sisters. Best of luck to all of you in this endeavor. Any of you that have the ability to help them, please do. Announcement number five, graduate students at Columbia University plan a six-day strike beginning April 24th. Please do what you can to support them. Thank you very much. Um, This week's definitions are apropos. NTC, National Training Center, typically of the UAW, United Auto Workers. LETC, Labor Education Training Corporations, again, typically of the UAW, headquartered in the regions around the nation. Each of these LETCs are then uh, registered at the region. We have LETCs in the UAW in every state, including Utah, where we have no presence, no union member presence. We'll get into that a little bit later. Again, we've invited the FBI to listen to this show, and it'll take a few minutes, but please bear with us. You'll enjoy this. Okay? This week's labor quote is by Samuel Gompers and it was sent to George Hurt on January 22nd, 1876. To effect any good by our unions, we must bring all elements working in our trade into one organization, for the wrongs heaped upon one element today are merely the precursor for another wrong tomorrow. Okay. Samuel Gompers. Okay. So uh, we have Jeff in the queue. Uh, Jeff, would you like to come on and uh, tell us a little bit about your past past week and what's going on in your area at the moment?
1: Uh, hi, Leroy. Welcome, everybody. Um
0: there's some uh,
1: good feelings going around uh, my plant lately um, for a very good reason. Uh, we put up a good fight all last year on some issues, and we, we believe we will come up on top of it. Um, I did hear that Flat Rock Assembly plant has hired approximately 50 new TPTs last Monday. Um, we've had TPTs working in our facility about three years now, and they have not been made full-time, and they should be. No thanks to the International Union, Jimmy Sells, Dennis Williams, and everybody in between. get off your ass and hire these folks. We need them. They need to know that they have a full-time job every day. Um... Other than that, no, we're just really waiting on some really, really good news uh, coming our way, hopefully very soon. But um, So I can tell you now, Leroy, right, um, we are excited, and uh, time will tell. Time will tell.
0: There's been a lot of work in this, hasn't there, Jeff? I mean, people haven't been sitting on their thumbs. There's a lot of work going on to help members of our union, aren't, isn't there?
1: Yes. There's been a lot of hard work put and involved um, in what we've been doing over the last year. And, um, you know, this year we're hearing the word collusion a lot. Um, it definitely fits our position at Local 3000. Um, a lot of collusion going on inside our local leadership. Um, and that's about to change, hopefully. And um that's our work for today. day, my work for the day, collusion. <laughs> so uh, what do you think about that, Leroy? Collusion in local three thousand.
0: Oh, I is that word being bandied about? I would I would uh think that uh there's um a lot of collusion. I think there are some leaders who have done some things that are now uh, before the International Executive Board uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: that need to be ruled on shortly by the International Executive Board. These things have been uh, before them since December of 2017, and they acknowledge those early in January. Here it is, nearly May, and the IEB has not done anything to move that forward. And quite frankly, these are potentially very, very bad things that occurred. Uh, For example, election fraud or the potential for election fraud uh, is one of the things that seems to be pretty clear to reasonable people that look at such things. When you know of a narcotics felon and you know that narcotics felons are barred from holding office according to federal law and you're fully aware of that yet you allow a narcotics felon to take office that seems to be election fraud in my opinion doesn't it you maybe yes, you don't need does, to answer that stuff, you know so because no, no. uh, you're in that that area there so i can say it though i think in my opinion, that that could be election fraud. When you put somebody in office that you know is not qualified and, and barred from holding the office, uh, and the whole election committee and and the uh, executive board knew it and approved it, uh, at least that's what's been reported, uh, that could be collusion. You know, that word, mm-hmm. it's kind of out there now, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. You hear so, about
1: it every day, right? so yeah. um, I would uh mostly think about having the um N O R B maybe uh supervise our next election at local three thousand. If that if we can get that to happen, that would be really great. Um because there's a lot of collusion going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are fighting this
0: done, the right and, fight? you know, Do you think this was done for power or control, or in the interest of the members? You know, we talk about that. We make that statement every beginning of every one of our shows. What do you think about that, Jeff? Power or control. Definitely or about. Or control?
1: Go ahead. Definitely power and control. Um, we've seen it on different levels um, throughout. Last year, and almost a year and a half uh, we we see uh different types of election fraud other than the one that Leroy mentioned it's just um, people are getting tired they don't see their reps on the floor and and yet a few of them got elected as convention delegates. They complain about not being on the floor, but then they go ahead and vote for them to be at the convention delegates. And, and some of them, a couple of them are, are in committee reps. My opinion, they should stay home and try and negotiate our 2015 local agreement, which we still do not have. So, yes, collusion is the word for today. Um, <laughs> we're <laughs> going to... Pick up on Article Thirteen, Section Ten. It's,
0: well, I got I got um, some more to follow up there, Jeff. Oh, go ahead go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, okay. I just before you get into your full report, there uh, on, on the, the notion that this this uh, narcotics felon banned from holding office by twenty nine USC five hundred four. For those of you wanting to look it up, narcotics felons are banned from holding office. This person, in the full knowledge of the entire election committee and the co- entire local union executive board, to our knowledge, they were aware of that and they still affirmed the election committee report that was given by the election committee who knew and allowed them to stand for and take the oath of office and convey the office of an executive board onto this person. More importantly, Jeff, now we just covered that, more importantly, the International Executive Board was made aware of this before the election took place. Now, we understand that once a name is on the ballot, they can't be removed, but that doesn't forgive them for any actions after that, even though elected. They either void the election and have another one, or not affirm this person for being elected and they could have done either and either would have been likely acceptable because one just there were only uh, two candidates and, and one wasn't qualified so that's simple enough to do or they could just say we reorder an election and that would be probably protested by the winner the second place winner so more importantly the international knew before in addition to that this got to their level through appeal twice one time they confirmed that he was a confirmed Bard member the next time they stuck up for him and went against the people the international union went against the people all members of Team Working for a Living, by the way, who stuck up to prevent collusion in our union and corruption in our union and wrongdoing in our union, and we do that at every level. Yet and still, the International Union of the UAW, International Executive Board, stuck up for a convicted narcotics felon over three members who attempted to enforce federal law as required by Article Two, Section 4 of the United Auto Workers' Constitution. They stuck up for a narcotics felon that was convicted over three members trying to keep our union above reproach and not have convicted felons that are barred from holding office by federal law in the union. That is the International Executive Board that stands for election the week of June 10th. And they do not, I repeat, do not deserve to be returned to office, any of them, at all, none. Chuck Browning, administrator to the assistant assistant administrator to Dennis Williams, was in full knowledge of this. He's running for one region one A director. He was in full knowledge of my the. My report is well tonight. Just because he wasn't a sitting IEB member doesn't mean he didn't know. And he actually signed a document in my report tonight that you'll hear about. He actually signed one of the documents in response to trying to keep our union clean. So he's not off the hook either. Everybody thinks, well, these people are not beatable. Yes, they are. Wait till the end of this show and you'll see. So So we got one element out there. They stuck up for a convicted narcotics felon, confirmed barred member, over three members trying to keep the union clean. That's the international executive board that you have. fact they stripped their membership from these people the good standing of their membership an absolute travesty and a crime in and of itself in my opinion chargeable as they knew in advance the wrongdoing and that's according to deans of law schools who said that to him directly to their face So, it appears that we have been doing some things, hasn't it, Jeff?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, we know for a fact that the UAW International does not want any more bad publicity. Um, my suggestion to them, because they told me they don't want any more bad publicity, is they better act on it like yesterday. Well, so, yeah, they go. Yeah. You know, things
0: happen Yeah, well, the other thing is You know, if you don't want bad publicity Don't do bad things Correct, right? hmm? Correct. Don't knowingly do something That violates the law And then go and persecute People trying to uphold the law in deference to a convicted narcotics felon. Wow. That doesn't even sound good. Okay. Well, Jeff, if you want to start your report, I uh, appreciate it, and uh, I'll uh, uh, be on the sideline listening a little bit, and uh, during my report I'll I'll throw it back and forth to you as we go through it. I'll let you okay. uh, commence there, brother. All right. All, right. All right. Like
1: I said, we're on... Article 13, Section 10. This is still a pretty good, long article, and I know Leroy's got a great report that you all want to listen to. So we'll do what we can. Section 10. The International President shall convene regular and special sessions of the International Board whenever necessary. Section 11. The International President shall be empowered to grant local unions or units Dispensations relating to initiation fees or capital tax and or international union strike and defense fund dues paid to the international union with the approval of the international executive board when the international president's judgment such dispensation, dispensations add to the growth or conserve the interest of this International Union. Section 12. The International President shall devote all his or her time to the affairs of this International Union executive, executing the instructions of the International Executive Board and exercising general supervision over all departments of this International Union. Section 13. During the International President's term of office, he or she shall establish he or she residence in the metropolitan of the city where the headquarters of this international union is established. That means if you become the international president, you must move to the Detroit area. Um, Okay. We're going to talk about the international secretary-treasurer, Section 14. The International Secretary Treasurer shall attend all sessions of the International Convention and of the International Executive Board. The International Secretary Treasurer shall cause to be recorded recorded the proceedings of the International Convention and meetings of the International Executive Board. The International Secretary Treasurer shall have charge of of and preserve all books, documents, and the effects of the International Office, except for such records, as properly belong to the Office of the International President. The International Secretary-Treasurer shall receipts all monies paid to the International Union and paid all bills and current expenses unless otherwise ordered by the International Executive Board. All expenditures shall be made by the transfer of funds or checks countersigned by the International Union or International President when the letter is satisfied of the, the International Secretary of Treasurer shall keep copies of all important correspondence sent out and received by his or her office. She or he shall submit expenses of each officer and employee to get Together with a detailed statement of receipts and disbursements of all money belonging to the International Union and to the International Executive Board and the international trustees. Section 15 The International Treasurer, Sec- Secretary Treasurer shall be custodian of all funds of this International Union. She, he shall deposit such. Funds of the International Union and some responsible bank or banks to meet current obligations of the International Union and shall invest the remainder of the funds under procedures and standards determined from time to time by resolution of the International Executive Board. Section 16. The seal of the International Union shall bear as the following words: "International Union United Auto, Automobile, Aerospace, Aerospace, Space, Agricultural Implement Workers of America (UAW)." The seal of this International Union shall bear the design of representing the automobile, aerospace, agricultural implement divisions, with the above provisions. The seal of the International Union shall be held by the International Secretary Treasurer in, in trust for the use of the membership in their organization affairs, and she, she shall prosec- prosecute any and all proceedings proper to prevent the wrongful use of initiation, intimidation of the seal of the name of the International Union, United Auto Workers. Automobile, aerospace, and agriculture implement workers of the U of America (UAW). The International Secretary Treasurer shall also take such measures as may be necessary to register or copyright the seal and the international name to label the signa, signa and any other property of the International Union that she or he may consider necessary to copyright or register. The International Secretary-Treasurer shall give a bond, amount of which shall be determined by the International Executive Board or by the International Union to ensure faithful discharge of his or her duties. Uh, Section 18. The international secretary treasurer shall perform such other duties as herein provided for this constitution, or may be assigned to the international secretary treasurer by the international executive board. Section 19. When a local union has failed to report or pay per capita tax as provided, or with herein. The International Secretary-Treasurer shall notify the local union president and the Board of Trustees of that fact. We'll stop at Section 20, Leroy, Uh, and that's this one. Um, The International Secretary-Treasurer shall keep a complete record of the membership in the international union. Such membership record will be maintained in the local union. Information System, otherwise known as LUIS. Each local union shall be provided with access to local union information system for the purpose of maintaining its membership record and for utilizing its membership information for all purposes allowed by this constitution. I will end up there right, and we will finish it up next week. Um, we only have like six-far sections to go.
0: And that article, and
1: finish right. with this
0: one. That article, correct. So, okay, that's fine, Jim. Yep. Yeah. It's a good job. Uh, is there anything that you want to point out or highlight in that section there that you want to um, emphasize?
1: Let's see. There's a lot of questions about the... Uh, on the floors by the members about the strike fund. Um you know when they changed it a few conventions ago and people really don't understand it and or upset about uh, money being taken from the strike fund and put into the general fund um, that, that may be need to address this convention what do you think, I though? believe
0: that. And in 1995, at convention, where President Steve Jokic decided to begin to use the interest on the then-strike fund, I'm going to add some clarity here for you, if, if you don't mind. Uh, and at that time, uh, the interest was substantial. They needed it to pay the staff because the membership had begun to shrink so they've been uh, using that monies, those monies, the interest on the money, to be sent into the, the uh, uh, general fund, and the other fund that was the um, education, uh, 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 what is it community action, and organizing and the OEC fund, as it was called. And they funded that as well. Uh, and the oec fund that fund has now been depleted and is uh, 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 has no money in it i did see it in the last report i didn't i didn't notice it in the uh, 2016 report uh, you know of the financials uh, that come that came out earlier this year but we're always a year a full year behind with that reporting and that's Rather interesting in and of itself, and we've had some issues with that that we brought out on this show where it seemed there was a bunch of money that didn't, uh, that, that seemed to disappear between the year end and the beginning of the year. The carry forward would drop uh, some $50 million. It was a lot of money. Uh, and I'd have to uh, look, I think it was $59 million but I'd have to look for sure exactly what that number was. So there's a lot of questions around this uh, Strike and def- Defense Fund, that being one of them. But uh, as they uh, began to take that money at every convention and authorize the interest on it to pay put in the general fund to pay, pay the bills, uh, eventually that became an issue. Uh, because the strike fund is only to be used for strikes, right? And, Correct. And uh, that became an issue, and they had to change it to the Strike and Defense Fund. It's my understanding. Okay, so that's why the change occurred. There were high authorities that didn't like what was going on. They had to change it or, or have a, have an issue, is my understanding. So that was changed uh, uh convention ago, I believe uh, in the uh, 14 uh, that they changed it it might have been 10 but I'm, I'm doing that off the top of my head but it was changed I believe it was 14 uh, so that it was uh, commensurate to what the money was being sent for, spent for. Uh, just that's by way of educating everybody but as uh, you know that opened the floodgates to spend it on everything. And you know, while the, the dues went up, uh, and the you know the strike and defense fund did go up, but monies are still being spent, you know, like drunken sailors around our union, at uh, 8,000 uh, Jefferson Avenue. So that needs to uh, come to a screeching halt. Um, so that's you know, by way of a little bit of explanation. But there's you know a lot of questions about how that money's being spent and how it's being reported. As we pointed out here, I believe last July when we found that, so uh, I haven't said that anything else, Jeff, on that
1: Not Constitution frankly, report? Kelly, right
0: okay all right um so uh i'll begin my report uh, and we'll we'll start with the delegates, you know the delegates are some of them still being elected and uh, this is, you know, it's, you know, every four year process. Uh, you know, we hope that you elect delegates that will reflect your anger at the international union. Because if you elect delegates that don't reflect that, as many local unions have done, then you're going to have the same old thing. But we have a couple of cards up our sleeve yet with all of this process. So. Uh, bear with us a little Uh, there's um, a couple of things that are likely to occur one for sure that's going to occur and maybe a second one without getting too cryptic uh, we've been collecting information about using dues dollars for inside political activities in the union so uh, we'll see where that goes but that's been collected and we're not going to harm anybody uh, necessarily in, in those individuals that have sent it into us. You can rest assured you're going to remain safe because there has been a lot of uh, vindictiveness towards members of our, our team. Um, and so we'll, we'll make sure we protect that with you. So the next thing I want to begin to talk about, is this whole notion of what's been going on at Lordstown and at Lake Orion? Uh, a notice came out whereby they have some sort of an MOU that was negotiated, and it was first reported that it was negotiated by the international and the region and the company corporation. That this is at General Motors Well uh, As it turns out uh, The Vice President of the General Motors Department Sent out a letter Saying it sucks For concessions And I don't know what part of We're tired of concessions The International Union hasn't heard But they are doing it again And it deals with Transferring members through a real crafty and creative process from the auspices of General Motors LLC over to General Motors Subsystems Manufacturing LLC. And those are half-wage jobs, $15 at best. Mostly kit-built manufacturing. Or some um, uh, material handling. I'm sorry, uh, and so there are lesser paid jobs. There are places that we've already learned our lesson. One of those is Lansing Grand River, where they have a logistics center off to the side, and they build kits and take them over to the line, or, or just uh, put kits in a in a tub and take those over to the line, little pen and then they assemble them on the line or they're pre-assembled from the the logistics center, and they all make substantially less money at GM subsystems, we'll call it, for short. Uh, When she set this out, she said also that it wasn't just negotiated with the corporation by the international, but also by the region and the local union bargaining committee. That was in her letter. To which I responded and have the link to her page, which has been edited now, so sucks is no longer in it. Okay, (laughs) she yeah having to admit that they you know do things that suck. Wow. So I wrote and I quoted the federal law that says that the elected bargaining team are the exclusive bargaining agents for the local union, or the local unit is the law, but the local unit meaning the the local union. So that's part of why she had to write that letter, to clarify that they did not operate outside the confines of federal law. That's why she wrote it. Without question, she had to write it. Because it was being reported on the floor that the local people didn't, and now it's come out in her letter that said she threw them both under the bus at fifty nine sixty and eleven twelve former seventeen fourteen uh members are there now. well, active members the retirees have been uh, disenfranchised, and that sucks too sister uh so Uh, That's not very good uh, to do that to those folks. I also, in my statement, encouraged everybody to do everything in their power to avoid GM subsystems manufacturing, LLC. We work for General Motors. We're retired from General Motors. Whoever we are with General Motors, it's not General Motors subsystems, LLC. Manufacturing LLC. So our union should represent us in the company at which we work and not say you're going to go to another company just because of some MOU pipe dream that somebody had. And we're going to get into where some of that money's gone. We've got into it the last couple of weeks. And if you start addressing those problems, the money will flow and you can pay our members properly. There shouldn't be anybody making less than what's called legacy wages. And those wages have been suppressed in and of themselves. But the car prices and the truck prices and the vans and everything else have gone up all along. They get their increases all along. So they need to start focusing on the problems, the core problems of where the money's going and stop picking on labor i'm going to say this there's capital that means the corporations and and all and then there's labor and they come together and create enterprise that enterprise needs to be fairly balanced for both parties and quite frankly we're way disadvantaged and have been for decades and it is not time for more concessions. It's, more, it's time for more attrition for us without prices going up. And that happens by not announcing everything we make all the time. Walmart's not proud of what they pay, and you're you hard-pressed to find out what they pay their people. Same thing with Home Depot and everybody else. That's not public. Our shouldn't be public either. should be a closely guarded secret. But it's certainly not enough. Now, having said all of that about the Lordstown Lake Orion thing, this needs to be fixed by the international and the regions. You despicable despots need to stop concessions. I thought the last concession guy who negotiated the 82 concessions and negotiated the 07 concessions, Cal Rapson oversaw them. He was the top negotiator for the 82 bargaining unit, National Bargaining Committee, and he was the General Motors Department Vice President for the International UAW in the 2007. I thought he was gone, and you got the message from that. No more concessions, and here they sit right before our eyes again. What the hell's, you know, wrong with you people? What's going on over there? Somebody need to come over there and sit down at your desk and look you in the eye and tell you, without question, stop what you're doing. My God, no wonder you got the pushback you got from these people on the line and on the floor. And blessings to them for sticking up for what's right. Don't cross the line, brothers and sisters. Don't go doing things you shouldn't be doing. Hold your elected officials accountable. The Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, says that we're supposed to this is the objects of the union that's in the constitution work for lower hours and higher wages. And if they're not doing that, that's a violation of the constitution. Think about it. What I just said, anybody who negotiates lower wages Is contrary to the Constitution. Now, you think about it, what that means. We'll get into that on another show. All right, to the second part of my report. want to start on the premise, and FBI, pay attention. I know you've been invited, and I believe there's many of you here. This is your part. Thank you for listening. And if you're wondering, we'll send you documents so you have them, and you can get them yourself far easier than the rest of us can, and that's part of why you've been invited. Start with the premise of our pensions, at least at General Motors, because that's what I have numbers for. In the low part of the market, 909, the end of '08, pension fund was 62 billion. Now it's currently at 59 billion. No new monies are coming in, and people, are, retirees, are dying. And it's closed since '07. Pension is closed. There's no new people coming in, and there's no new money coming in. The overall market's gone up 300 percent. Meaning, if it was in tune with the overall stock market, it'd be some $240 billion. But we know that it's not all stock. Many of it, because of reasons for safety, much of that is uh, funded in other ways, bonds and treasury bills and other things that are safe. But even if it was one quarter of that attrition by the overall market, it'd be somewhere around $97 billion. But it's not. It's $59 billion. Now, on that premise, there are tens of billions of dollars that appear not to be where they should be. Next element of this we covered last week, again, corporate life insurance, And the basis for that is after 2006, you had to have the permission from every person, retired person, that you purchase the corporation purchased life insurance on. That's called, otherwise colloquially called, dead peasants insurance. That's where they take revenue money that's come in somehow and taken that over and purchased life insurance on the retirees When that's paid out, it's non-taxable, as any life insurance policy is, and this is being placed in the executive suite pension fund. It's deemed to be a benefit for the executive officers. That's how they justify it as an expense before it hits the bottom line. It's beyond our capacity to find out exactly how much, but we can tell you That Mark Fields, the former CEO of Ford, we found out about a year ago that his pension fund was $858 million. I gave a speech and outed that on the Capitol steps of Michigan Capitol building. And three weeks later to the day, I did that on May 1st last year, three weeks later to the day, the 21st, he was fired. We don't know. It's beyond our capacity to know the real reason for that discharge. We can surmise, however. So after 2006, the retirees had to give permission to the corporation so the corporation could buy this insurance. And I can tell you I know of not one Detroit Three retiree that has given such permissions. The International Union has been bold since the VIBA case that I was the sole intervening plaintiff that initiated legal action to try and prevent or mitigate, make it better. We did get some better things. And later, after dental envision was taken away, on September 22nd, 2011 you can google leroy mcknight uaw retiree or gm retiree and the third item coming down in the google return search is where the guy that never does anything that leroy mcknight guy he forced their hand to get back partial dental and vision then google Leroy McKnight GM retiree and you will see it right before your eyes that that occurred with the help of a very fine investigative reporter who did the interviewing and the follow-up I want to give him full attribution for having done that scared the living bejesus out of the international well since that VEBA and all the subsequent things, the International Union has boldly said we represent retirees. We represent retirees. Now, many of us go, okay, what does that mean? Okay, they've been taken a lot away from us. I just calculated we used to get reimbursed for uh, the Medicare that we have to pay. That's $135 a month. Now that's some. Uh, I think it's uh, $1,550. That uh, my calculation was that that's how much it is a year. $1,550. We lost the cola uh, ketchup, otherwise known as retiree Christmas bonus and other things. So we've lost a lot, and they're representing us. So we're seeing a lot of concessions there. Uh, But none of us have given permission for dead peasants' insurance. So how in the world did did Mark Field's pension fund get so high? You know, our supposition is beyond our comprehension and our capacity to know for sure we would, you know, submit that he got that from dead peasants' insurance. And beyond the contract itself and beyond the UAW constitution, some authority has been given to the corporations and it has to be given, conveyed by somebody who represented or the retirees themselves so having said that, why would they do that go against go against if that's true and we're not sure but I mean, you know it's the old thing if it's Walks like a duck, looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, probably a duck. Right? So why would they do that? That brings us to today, <laughs> the third part in our report. And we touched on it a little bit in the definitions. The National Training Center is where the corporation funds a lot of money. It's supposed to be 50-50 funded by under the authority, the federal authority, it's supposed to be funded 50 50 by the union and by the corporation. Our, our union is supposed to put half in. Dennis Williams has said there's corporations putting all the money in. That was in December when that all came out last year. So um, as we Look at the National Training Center. There seems to be a lot of problem over there. And there's a hell of a lot of money in these things. Young Ford and FCA all have them. The FCA seems to be the target of the one that's under current federal investigation. We're going to add some information for our friends over there at the FBI. The other definition, or, uh, yeah, definition that we had was L-E-T-C, Labor Education Training Corporation. There's four in Michigan, and there's one in every state of the, of the union, including Utah, where we have no presence. Okay. There's one in particular that I have some information from. And because of this sensitive information, it has not been published prior to Prior to this radio show. But the companion page is made. And we'll add these pieces to that companion page. And it will be published right after this show. Now, let me tell you what I know about Labor Education Training Center in Region 9. Oh, I just felt a whole lot of sphincters tighten up. guys responded to this in 2014 at the international and the president and the treasurer are well aware of it believe me after we invited the fbi last week to listen to this show the next day the treasurer said i'm done i'm not running for office well here's the reason at least the ones that we think Again, this is our opinion, but we have our opinion. We're entitled to it. We're going to give it to you. You connect the dots. And FBI, it's up to you, FBI, because it's beyond our capacity to find out where the money's come from to fund these LETCs and how many of them are actually doing what this one's doing. Region 9 Perry ice cream. Oh boy, did I feel those sphincters pucker up again? Yeah, 2011. Not one penny spent on education. Not one penny. Erie Ice Cream Labor Education Center, headquartered Region Nine, EIN 04. Three seven two eight two three one. Check it out. This is the nine ninety from that. Every nonprofit with large amounts of money over to ten thousand dollars is required to file one. Paid to Bob King, president of the International UAW in two thousand eleven was for expenses, $6,366. Other non-expensable benefits, $23,394. Just a little bit under $30,000. Paid to Dennis Williams, the then treasurer of the international UAW, current president of the UAW, who says there's no more to be found in our union that's beyond reproach. Well, Dennis, look what we have for you. Fifth, 5,683, and an additional 23,394. Right here on the 990, I'm looking at it. They'll be published on our .com as a part. Remember, we're members of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. Our show and our .com is under that auspices. Just as a reminder. Okay. Um, let's look at 2012. Where did 12 go? Twelve is actually better. I'll find it in just a second where to go. A lot of these open, so let me go over here and find twelve. There's twelve. All right, so we'll get twelve. Okay, in twelve, paid to Robert King, President of the International UAW and Chair of this LETC. This was for non-taxable benefits, $1,706, and other compensation, 30354 And that was the title for the other large amount, other, other re, uh, deferred compensation, $30,354. Pay to... That guy that says there's no more collusion or anything, there's nothing beyond what's already been out there, paid to Brother Dennis Williams, the current president of the international and then secretary of the international UAW, and he was the treasurer of this organization here, this LETC. Pay to him, non-taxable benefits, $6,919. 6919. Retirement and other compensation, deferred compensation, 29519 I deemed it as a retirement. This is a payment. Now, remember, not one penny either year was paid on education, but these gentlemen, brothers of ours, leaders of ours, received these monies. Now, let's go over here, and we'll look at the LM2 for 2011. Now, understand now that this is an entity under Region 9, so it's paid and has to be reported, in our opinion, and we'll leave that up to the FBI. has to be reported under the LM2. So in 2011, Bob King, 159,293, then he got... uh, $27,000, and ten thousand six eighty for a total compensation of one seventy six seventy. Now there was some twenty six thousand dollars over and above his 159293 nine two ninety three wages and of course he everywhere he travels is it is shown up as an expense and then they give him a stipend for his car and some other things as the president. So those are the two, the 6,000 and 10,000. But this 30, almost 30 for 2011 doesn't show up. Okay. In our opinion, that's a lot kosher. But that's for you to membership. This is for you to have a full hearing of stuff that has been inside of me and I'm just in a rage about this stuff. And it's time it comes out. Time it comes out, Dennis Williams, Secretary Treasurer, in 2011, the LM2. Remember, this is the same year that he got 26,000 plus over there from the LETC Perry Ice Cream. His compensation 142,081. Other items 67,27, and expenses essentially were 9,383. 158, 191 total. At no point does this reflect an additional almost $30,000. No point in this. I don't care if it's deferred or anything else. If he received it from a union, as far as we're concerned, it's our opinion. It needs to be on the LM2, federal law in the name of the Landrum-Griffin Act, requires it okay so that's for the year 2011 remember they got money in 2012 too this is all sideways so i'm going to have to see if i can discern this or correct it so it'll be more easily read but they the same thing applied in 2012 okay uh for these uh brothers of ours that are elected leaders. Now, okay, I'm not sure if I – I got the 2012 – where are they at? Okay, here's Bob. I, mean, I got them sideways. Okay, 174 in 2012, 174, 446 was his salary. Okay, and then he received some – uh, 6600 and then he got in expenses of $76,18, 7, 7618 Now, that's Bob King, and let's see where our, our good friend, brother Dennis Williams, the current president, and then secretary of the international and, tre- and treasurer for this LETC. Ah, oh, here's his. Uh, and we'll have this on our dot .com Okay, he received 1,000. I mean, uh, $153,119. He also got $6,600 for some expense. And, oh, this one does show 33305 So in 2012, it appears that his did show up, but not in 2011. So the, the 30000 here seems to have showed up in his because uh, he got 33305 in 2012, 12, correct. So there you have it, brothers and sisters. They're receiving money from LETCs. We know for sure from the Perry Ice Cream Labor Education Training Center, headquartered in Region 9. By the way, there was some uh, back and forth with the international in April, March and April of 2014, and the regional director, who was then slotted to be elected at the 2014 convention, re-elected to regional director. You know, obviously, close to $130,000 job base wages. Thereabouts, resigned. He, re- he. Well, he finished his term, but he. He retired and was not did not stand for re-election. Kind of like Dennis, or I'm sorry, Gary Castile just did. Now there were other reasons given, but it seems odd. You know, remember the duck walks like a duck, looks like a duck, quack quack like a duck. Pretty much a duck, right? Yeah. So FBI, here's your charge. Because it's beyond our capacity to find out if any of the other LETCs around the nation are paying other international staff officers or any international staff officer monies, for the very fact that they're the chair and the treasurer of the LETC, with no hour, zero hours worked were reported on both of those reports. By the way, for 2011 and 2012, they just by their title alone were paid these monies, and they justified it by saying Schedule J are the nonprofits. But guess what? It exceeds the amount allowable under federal law, for what they said it was being paid for. There are caps to how much you can put into certain funds, and they exceeded it. FBI, again, beyond our comprehension to find out who and what is funding these LETCs around the nation. We don't know if it's corporations or other training centers that are funding them. But as you expand your investigation, we admonish you to look into this aspect and to see if there are any connects between pensions, dead peasants' insurance, or LEC, LETCs that are paying extraordinary amounts of money to elected officials just because. They hold the office beyond what's being reported, at least in the case of 2011 and part of it in 2012, and God knows how many others. It's up to you to do your job, FBI. And it's up to the members to take into account the documents that are going to be presented to them on our dot-com. I've been pissed since I knew about this in April of 2014. It's one of the reasons, plus the FCA second vote, ratification vote, that we decided that they need to go, every last one of them. Members, you need to hold your delegates to account if they return this these despots to office their life should be miserable for the balance of their life these delegates that vote to return them or to move them up you might find it interesting it's been reported as one of them has been the architect of all these letcs and these nonprofits been reported out there. And you need to dig that up yourself. You got to do a little work here. We're not going to spoon-feed you everything. Our union is a mess. I've gotten some of this stuff in February of 2014. And it's time it came out. God bless our union. God bless you, the members. And damn everyone that's taking money they didn't deserve. Okay. Hey, Jeff. Got any comments? Brother Jeff, I know he's still there. Okay, well, I think we you know I hope are right. Yeah, there you go. Hi, right, Jeff.
1: Yeah, um, are there other names being tossed around um, with this money, or just the ones that you've mentioned?
0: We only have proof of the two, and that's it. Of the
1: two? Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: And one of them is uh-huh. a sitting international executive officer who keeps continually saying, and he said it just the other day, there's no more. Well, there is more. I've been saying that. You've heard me say it over over time. There's more. There's more, and we'll mm-hmm. get it out when it when it's time. I've said that. On the members page, I've said on our page, i said there's more. Well, here's the more. And it's as dirty as okay. it can get, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Any, anything else, Jeff, on that?
1: No, not at
0: all. Okay. All right. Well, it, it stands for what it is. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll get it out. We'll get it published. Uh, these are pretty damning documents, and they're sitting right here. Uh, and we'll get those in the dot-com the and get them published so everybody can see them. Obviously, we didn't want that getting out beforehand, but here they are. Yep. Anybody trying to stick up for them, you know, you can't do that this time. It is clear in black and white, and I'm not the only one that's got it. Okay? It's everywhere that's in the inner circle here so believe me it'll get out no matter what you try to do by the way I was given permission to use these almost four years ago by the person who got these we didn't use the letters back and forth, but they're despicable disp- they're because it has personal information on it for one of the members that came after him. And we, quite, quite frankly, don't want to throw him under the bus, but here it is. We'll have these documents. The 990 for Perry Ice Cream, headquartered in Region 9 at the International UAW Region 9 domiciled there and paying monies to our executive board members who chair and treasurer of that entity only because of their position and no monies spent Going to let them stand for and get re-elected without this knowledge. Members, hold your delegates elect- that you elected. Hold them accountable. If they say that they've been sent there to re-elect the Ruther caucus, you need to correct them. So Jeff, you got anything at all, at all uh, Beside all my reports? I would,
1: I would recommend That the members also Also uh, Tell their delegates Not to approve The IAB Any raises In this convention um, As you just heard they, they get a lot of money That people don't know about and since they are a company representative organization instead of a membership organization, um, it's time for them to uh, them to tighten their belts, not receive any more pay raises because they have not deserved it from the membership. So I'm asking all us, every member to tell the delegates not in favor of them receiving another huge
0: pay raise.
1: So that's so all I got me, right? Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: re- remember, uh, you have to do the math on, on Dennis Williams for 2012, but it's, it's 33000 but he, he got more than that, and he must have gotten some expenses. So I'm saying that's still a little shy, even in 2012. So you have to really take a look at that. You know, it's more than what he reported, and it looks like it's legit, but uh, it seems to be a little bit light for 2012 when you consider the other expenses that he might have gotten that typically get paid. Uh, So, uh, again, it's beyond our capacity to know any other officers. It's beyond our capacity to know if any other LETCs are paying such monies the 990s have become cost preventative to get these by the by individuals are very expensive now especially trying to get 53 of these that are around the nation it's just a lot of money but the FBI has the capacity to do that and they have the capacity to track back the money from the LETCs to who it was paid if it all paid who funded it and if any monies were paid to other officers. It's your charge, FBI, to do your job, and we're all watching. But there's a fair hearing in front of a membership before their election now. This needs to be known, and it now is. So having said that, Jeff, if you have nothing else, let's say goodnight to all the listeners, and uh, we appreciate yeah. you coming in. Tell your friends if you found value in this. Good night around the world. Good night. Mexico, Canada. Good night, all our listeners here in the United States. Good night, Jeff. Good night, listeners. Good night.
1: Plus.